Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number three. On FST. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. So, uh, we're going to have George Kurtz joining us in the next segment. I have to take my leave uh, slightly early on the show. Sorry. I know everybody out there is tremendously disappointed. But Tremendous I to, sigh. I heard a tremendous yeah. sigh across the land. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's so disappointed. <laughs> Blue, Blue, it's got to leave a half an hour early. So, um so, yeah, like I, I wanted to turn the page back over to MLB, but I, this NFL draft stuff is really kind of consuming me. So I wanted to sure. continue the discussion with you on okay. on the G-Men. I think we're all on the same page. Giants have to come out of the first round with a quarterback. Now, also, they obviously have a uh, – they, they have a, a very high second-round pick as too. They have a high second-round pick as well. I assume – that part of the negotiation is exactly what they're going to pay, right, for Josh Rosen mm-hmm. and what Washington might pay for Josh Rosen. Uh, I, 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 by the way, I keep talking about those two teams because I think those are the two teams that are in the mix. But I remember Josh Rosen to Denver rumors last year, so that could still happen. That could be part of it. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to really know for sure because the Giants, I mean, the Giants have the 37th pick overall, too. If I were the Giants and that's the price, the deal would already be done. If it's for the 37th pick, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. So, Uh, uh, yeah, teams, I think, know to some extent that they have Arizona by the um, by the midsection. But at the same the time, when, when, yeah, when but when multiple teams get involved in the process, they actually might end up getting a first round pick out of it. So uh, so we'll see. But in our mock draft, it's just funny because uh, we're talking about this. But Greg picks Montez Sweat, the edge rusher out of uh, Mississippi State. And then Jim Day, who I had to do the other Giants pick. Mm-hmm. He disagreed. You've got to do it. Big, and big he Giants picked, fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he picked the other edge rusher, Brian Burns, out of Florida State. So the Giants, wow. in our mock draft, end up with two separate edge rushers. By the way, moving forward, I will always have one guy pick for yeah, the team. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've done that, and I just thought to try to mix it up, and they end up with two edge rushers uh, and no quarterback. So it seems like neither none of them are in love with Dwayne Haskins for sure. And maybe there's also an assumption that they'll get the deal done with either Josh Rosen or they'll use that 37th pick on whatever quarterback is left. That could be Daniel Jones. Maybe that's Ryan Finley. Um, I I wouldn't – I do think they have to use the first round for it, but 
if the Giants end up with a guy they really like at 37, like say it's Daniel Jones, then I wouldn't mm-hmm. crush them for it. I just think that Daniel Jones is a little bit of a reach, and, and they're going to fall in love with a guy who may not be a top-end talent. Yeah, a lot of a lot of I'm looking at a lot of mocks that they have uh, them taking Jones with that 17th pick. But uh, you you think he could stick around to pick 37? He could, mm-hmm. but that's the risk you take, right? Yeah, because if they get Jones right, then with that that third pick in the, in the second round, uh, they may need to look for uh, OBJ's replacement, right? I mean, I know they signed uh, Sterling Shepard to that extension, and I think that little by little, I mean, mostly he's played as a slot receiver, but they've used him, uh, uh, you know, on the edge as well. So, and I think that they they that that's what probably I would think that they. Uh, view him as right because they already have golden tate so uh, (laughs) i think that can't be a focus there i first of all they've obviously botched all of this and we'll move (laughs) on from the giants in a sec they've obviously botched this whole thing but i do think that that's got to be a defender or an offensive lineman they -hmm. have three offensive linemen which are new to the team in the last year they could draft another one there i wouldn't criticize them for that um Mm -hmm. and if they do that then literally the next uh, year plus has to be acquiring defense. Because if they do draft an offensive lineman, they say it's Garrett Bradbury from NC State or Eric McCoy from Texas A&M with that pick, then, then they'll have four new offensive linemen, Barkley, Tate, Ingram, Shepard, a quarterback, uh, hopefully, with one of those first-round picks, and right, then... Right. They don't need any more offense. You have to start acquiring defenders because the defense is terrible mm-hmm. right now. They let right. Collins walk. They traded Vernon. The only guy left is Jenkins, and he's going to be miserable. So they have to start acquiring defense. That's it. Sec- the, for the whole rest of the draft and then next free agency period and next draft, it would have to be all defense. Makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense. So you would go. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, two of their first three picks, uh, you're thinking should be de- defense uh, or adding solidifying that offensive line. That offensive line started playing a little bit better uh, as the season wore on. So uh, we'll yeah. see. But I mean, obviously, so important. Yeah, and, and and a part of that is a new coach and new schemes and and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. In our mock draft, they, we ended up, and I picked for them. Uh, obviously, we, we had guys pick for their favorite teams. So uh, I picked Devin Bush, the linebacker from Michigan. That is absolutely the guy I want them to take of everybody. in the entire. If they can get Devin White, I would have them take that. I think Devin White is probably going to go five to Tampa, and, we, and he did in our mock draft as well. Uh, so... They absolutely desperately need a middle linebacker. John Bostic and Tyler Medikevich were not cutting it last year. It's the weakness of the team. They could go defensive backfield as well, but I think they desperately need a linebacker. What I also think, though, is that he won't fall to 20, and the Steelers may actually move up to get him. Joe Rainieri, who lives down in Miami and is the host of Make It Rain, he... He's very close to the Dolphins. He's covered the team before, and they pick at 13. And he thinks, and rightly so, that they're not going to stay at 13. There's nobody, in his opinion and in mine, uh, he and I are in lockstep here, that Mm -hmm. can transform this team. They need so many players that there's nobody at 13 that can transform this team. Yes, they could take the quarterback here, 
but they have so many other needs that that quarterback is basically going to be thrown to the wolves. So much like Josh Rosen was last year. So God help him if he gets traded to the Dolphins. It'll happen to him twice in a row. So um, the Steelers could move up there to 13. I think that Dolphins pick is very much on the move. So I can see the Steelers trading up to 13, taking the linebacker that they need and and moving Mm -hmm. on. I don't know what the price will be, but moving up seven spots in the first round can be pretty expensive. Yeah, and looking uh, to your take on the Dolphins, I mean, I was even talking to a a, a Dolphin, a, a big time Dolphins fan, and uh, trying to find out if there was one player that they could build around, uh, you know, to to rebuild this. And they really, I mean, who, who's their best player at this point on, on the? On they've the got two. I mean, pl- they've got two defensive <laughs> players. Uh, they've got Xavier mm-hmm. Howard, a really good corner, and they've got Minka Fitzpatrick at safety. Those are really the two mm-hmm. guys that. Are have the arrow pointing up for the team. Everybody else, you know, they they extended Devontae Parker, and he's been a bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got nobody at quarterback other than Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. Uh, there's just I like Kenyon Drake, but I mean, you don't build the team, uh, you know, unless you yeah. have like a Barkley type of guy. You can't can't build it around Drake. I mean, but I I yeah. do see a, a, an upside upside to his season, but we'll see. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, so I I think those are your issues right there. Uh, with the Dolphins, I, I do think that pick is on the move. I, what I do like is that it, was, it, it changed a long time ago, but once the NFL salary cap, the rookie cap was instituted, it made these picks much more flexible in, as far as teams paying for it uh, because teams know that, yes, the picks are expensive in and of themselves, but they're not financially expensive and they don't hurt your cap. So it's why mm-hmm. teams can move around a lot. The Jets had three. Uh, yes, they desperately need an edge rusher, and Josh Allen w- will likely be there for them. They could take Quinn and Williams out of Alabama as well, but I think they'd probably end up going edge rusher there if they stay. But I think that Jets pick could be on the move too. They've done a nice job of acquiring talent, the Jets have. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they now have uh, Le'Veon Bell. And we heard during one of the uh, intros, you know, they, they have a receiving core that is starting to round out a little bit better. Uh, I don't know that I'm in love with all of it, but they really do need help on the offensive line. You know, the Jamison Crowder, Quincy Anunwa, Robbie Anderson trifecta, I think is better than serviceable. I don't want to say serviceable because it sounds like an insult. And I think it can help Darnold. I do think they can upgrade there, but I wouldn't use the third pick to do it. Um, they mm-hmm. need edge rushers to to pair with Leonard Williams, and now they have C.J. Mosley and Jamal Adams, so they can be strong up the middle if they take Williams, I, uh, if they take Quinn and Williams. But I think realistically they'll take an edge rusher. That being said, I do think the Jets can move back if somebody needs the QB or wants Josh right. Allen or wants Quinn and Williams. If I'm the Jets, I'm turning that into multiple picks, much in the same way that they moved up last year and got Darnold, which I thought was smart. It turned into multiple picks for the Colts, and they ended up with Quinton Nelson and Mm -hmm. Darius Leonard, both of whom made all pro as rookies. Now, that's Mm -hmm. not going to happen every day, but the Jets should turn that into multiple picks and start turning things around. They did get Kelechi Osemele in a trade this offseason, so that does help with the offensive line. I think they do need to continue to upgrade there uh, with Brian Winters in the seventh year of his career, Kelvin Beecham at left tackle. I, I think he's serviceable, but they could upgrade there. 
center, right tackle. Could they use to upgrade? I, I think that would be smart if they acquired some offensive line talent. There's really only one guy, Jawan Taylor, that is maybe seen as a top 10 pick, and that's even questionable. So they don't necessarily have to be in the top 10 to take an offensive lineman. I think they can get somebody of value if they move all the way back. But who's the guy that people really want to trade up for? The one guy that people really want to trade up for is Nick Bosa, and I don't think the Niners are getting rid of that pick. No, I agree. Uh, and uh, you know what? Who knows uh, if things don't work out in terms of, uh, you know, with, with the Cardinals? I mean, they may end up still taking him with the number one overall pick, no? But I it's mean, I possible. guess we're, for, possible. We're, we're really thinking they go with Murray, but it is possible. When I hear Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay both say it's 99.9% that Murray's <laughs> going there, right. I, I'm going to have to believe them. Like, they mm-hmm. have better sources than I ever will. So. Mm-hmm. I just have to believe that at this point. But that point one is still there. And if they stay there. Uh, like like I said, could be the biggest con job around, right? <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah. So, uh, at, you know, if they stay there they would t- and didn't take a quarterback, they would take Bosa. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners would be bummed out. And then the Niners would, could move it. Then the Niners pick could be on the move. Uh, but they'd probably take Quinn and Williams if if that were the case. So Niners have acquired a lot of talent, and Nick Bosa would just be a home run because, you know, you have two conflicting teams that we talked about today. We have Miami who picks in the middle of the draft, you know, sort of end of the lottery. I put that in quotes towards middle to end of the lottery in uh, uh, as as far as teams that missed the playoffs, there's really no NFL lottery, obviously, but they're picking at 13, and we think there might be the worst roster. Then you have the Niners who pick second, but have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G got hurt last year, but they got Jimmy G. They acquired Jarek McKinnon last year, and he didn't play because he tore his ACL as well. Then we've got they signed D. Instead of the running back, right? What's that? They just said the running back too. Uh, my. I'm drawing a blank, but didn't they just add a big-time running back? 49ers? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm blanking right now. Or am I well. wrong? Yeah, they added Tevin Coleman. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, A semi-big-time you know, uh, running back, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think they they really need a wide receiver, but at number two, they're not taking that. I think Nick Bosa, you know, if they, so if they pick Nick Bosa, their defensive line is Solomon Thomas, a first-round pick, Eric Armstead, a first-round pick, DeForest Buckner, a first-round pick. It'll be Nick Bosa, a first-round pick, and D. Ford, who they, who they traded for and who also was a first-round pick. He was the 23rd pick overall in the 2014 draft by the Chiefs. The Chiefs traded him because he was not a fit for their new defensive scheme. They're moving to a 3-4 in Kansas City, which Steve Spagnuolo is now the new defensive coordinator. He is instituting. But uh, D. Ford was expendable because he wasn't going to fit that scheme. It just happens sometimes in the NFL. You see, you, you sort of scratch your head and like, wow, why did they get rid of this talented player? It's not going to work. I just We just had this for him in Kansas City. We just had this conversation with Emory Hunt about how sometimes guys go to certain teams and they're not utilized properly and they're portrayed as a bust, but really you mm-hmm. weren't using him the right way. He's not intended to be... D4 would not be a, a 3-4 defensive end. He would fail in that role. So now he goes and he's a 4-3 outside linebacker defensive end. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a different position, but uh, you look at uh, Tim Tebow, and, and, and he was a superstar as a quarterback uh, in the Florida uh, system, right? But when he came to the NFL, uh, you know, trying to play in an NFL offense, uh, couldn't get it done. So you're right. It, it definitely is a big part of a coach's job to find the right scheme uh, to get the most out of their players. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, the Niners need a wide receiver. They could, they'll add Bosa. They've added a They've added several offensive linemen, Mike McGlinchey in the Mike McGlinchey in the first round last year. They signed Weston Richburg in the offseason. They has, still have Joe Staley, Lake and Tomlinson. They signed Tevin mm-hmm. Coleman. They have Matt Breida and Jarek McKinnon coming back off of an injury. They signed Quan Alexander. Don't George Kittle. Ford, right, George Kittle <laughs> at tight end. One of the best uh, tight ends. And, right. Yeah. They signed Quan Alexander and trade for D Ford during the offseason. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. Richard Sherman there, Jimmy Ward, a former first-round pick. They are loaded in top-end talent, and they're picking mm-hmm. second overall. It's just, you know what? To take a step back, to take two steps forward, it was not such a bad thing for the Niners last year. I said about all during last offseason, somebody talked me out of the Niners uh, because I was doubting it a little bit. I was doubting their success going into last year. Now, once the quarterback gets hurt, all bets are off, so I'm not going to say that I'm a soothsayer, uh, but – I think honestly, as long as Jimmy comes, Jimmy G comes back healthy, it was a blessing in disguise for this franchise long term because they can end up adding a massive talent, um, and this team is just really loaded with talent. John Lynch is in a really good position and put them in a really good position. So that's it for me. George Kurtz is going to come on next, and it'll be Joe hosting with George talking baseball, talking football, wherever they want to talk about. Thanks for joining me on this Saturday morning. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galena. Joined by George Kurtz. Mr. Kurtz, how's it going? Yeah, get Mike Blewett out of here. Uh, it's, it, it's going. It's, it, it's going. Been a, been a busy morning for me, but uh, it's going. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, right? Happy so uh, far. stuff that you were so doing. Far. Yes, a little, uh, little daddy, uh, daddy and daughter donut thing at the school. So uh, that's why I couldn't cover for Mike a little earlier. But uh, you know, hey, it went well. Got some free donuts, little some glazed donuts. I'm a glazed donut guy. It was good. Donuts are good. They're donuts part of the good. main. Uh, they're part of the main food group, right? Mmm, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little Simpson. Oh, by the way, that's a Simpsons right. reference, right? That is a Simpsons uh, reference. Yes. Yeah, I think for the future. 
uh, and we'll get into sports in a second, but this whole uh, Disney Plus, they're going to have their own streaming service, right? And Disney basically owns the world. Uh, that includes uh, Fox, right? And uh, the Simpsons are a Fox product. And uh, I think down the road, you may have to get this Disney streaming service to, to watch The Simpsons. And the Disney blockbusters, like you know the uh, you know, the the Pixar stuff, like the Toy Stories and uh, the Marvel movies. You know, once they're out of the theaters and all this stuff, so we got a pony up with six ninety nine a month starting, I think, November twelfth. Yeah, I like the Simpsons. I don't like it that much. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, this is not going to happen. I, I don't, I don't really pay for anything other than sports. I don't have any of the movie mm. channels. So no like Netflix. The, uh, well, I. I Maybe, maybe I get that off someone else's uh, account who pays for it. Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, right. I'm, maybe. I'm, I will not, neither uh -huh. confirm nor deny that I steal my brothers. Not at all. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I'm not, I pay for this much stuff, but I'm not paying for anything else. So I don't have enough time to watch mm -hmm. anything else. You know? So, uh, no. Right. Well, I will, I will watch Game Mike. of Thrones tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that with Mike in terms of, like, you know, uh, when, when it comes to me, um, there are a lot of movies that people have seen and they can't believe that I haven't seen them, like, you know, classic stuff. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I have uh, watched the uh, Breaking Bad. I have watched The Sopranos and whatnot. And I'm into the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, TV show. And, uh, you know, kind of, it, there's a lot of time in between when these shows come back. So I've been trying to catch up, you know, the, because you, you tend to forget. And uh, you know, I'm through uh, the very beginning of season five. And I tell you, I, I'm enjoying it a lot better rewatching it. But uh, what do you think, George, since I'm kind of two seasons behind the current, should I just, just, you know, watch it tomorrow night? By the way, I have a party tomorrow night, so I have to, you know, DVR it or watch it on demand. But uh, should I finish, like, watching the show for the second time or should I watch uh, Game of Thrones uh, season premiere? Oh, you know, if you were just catching up, period, I would say, no, you don't watch. But since you've already seen it and you have an idea of what's yeah. going on. Now, you and I discussed yes. this early, early in the week, and I agree with you 100%. If you, when you watch the show a second time, you're going to catch more things than you uh, Oh, than absolutely. You yeah. You know? Yes. So I get, what, I get what you're doing. I just watched Breaking Bad for the second time maybe a month or two ago. And you, you, you catch awesome. more yeah. things. So uh, mm -hmm. I understand that. But since you've already seen it and you already know what's going on, I'm watching tomorrow. If not live shortly after, only because... It's going to be very tough to avoid people talking about it, of what's going on. Right. I mean, that, right. that's my only problem there. In order, if it was a regular show, ah, wait, you can wait, uh, what, a week, two weeks to so catch up again. No big deal. But everyone's going to be talking about this. It's been, what, 18 months in the making that we're waiting for this to, to come back. Everybody and their mother's going to be talking about this. Yes. All right. Well, let's get to some sports uh, action. Uh, uh, we spoke briefly uh, with Mike earlier in the show. Uh, Yankees uh, lost to the White Sox 9-6. to six. They're now 5-8. and eight. Uh, We talked about uh, Eloy Jimenez hitting his first couple of home runs. But let's just talk uh, in general uh, with what's been going on with the Yankees and how that affects fantasy teams. And uh, we could throw some reality as well for the long term. So, uh, you know, you have uh, some... Yankee fans, and I guess you could consider them fair Yankee, fair weather Yankee fans, who is upset at this five and eight start. Uh, but look, I mean, with they have a ton of guys on the DL, and they got some bad news this week. Uh, Severino was already dealing with a rotator cuff injury. Uh, now he strained his lat rehabbing the rotator cuff. We're talking maybe mid July until we see him. Uh, 
uh, Lois Huega or Lasagna sent down to uh, AAA. Domingo Herman going to continue in the uh, uh, in the in the rotation. Been doing a good job. Uh, you know, Gio Gonzalez had signed the minor league contract. Has uh, had uh, a bad start, and then his most recent start was pretty good. So uh, we're thinking that maybe we see him. Uh, rumors about uh, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, that the uh, Phillies are kicking the tires on him. Uh, what do you think about uh, Madison Bumgarner? Uh, should the Yankees be looking at uh, a, a guy like him? I know that you're not into a Dallas Keuchel who's still out there. I mean, uh, but just in general, tell me how concerned you are with this new information regarding Severino, where he's not going to be back till mid-July. And what do you think the Yanks uh, should do about it? <laughs> Well, Severino, that mid-July, by the way, is really worst-case scenario. So that's all-star break. He should be back earlier than that if everything goes well. Uh, the last train mm-hmm. is not the arm, not the shoulder. So the shoulder should be 100% healthy by then, right? So it's a mm-hmm. different injury there. Uh, as for Keiko, Bumgartner, uh, anybody else you want to add in here? Uh, even Gio Gonzalez. Who are you taking out of the rotation? Mm-hmm. Who are you taking out? Yeah, I mean, uh, Pac, I mean, Hap has got to stay in there, even though he's struggling. Are you are you worried about Hap? Hap sucks. I mean, Pac, I didn't like. I said yeah. it when they signed it. You it didn't was, like it was a mistake. I didn't like it last year. He played. He pitched much better than you I didn't like that last second year. half. Mm-hmm. He, he he was good, but in the play, the Yankees aren't trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to win a World Series. Right. Hap does not help you win a World Series. He's not going to mm-hmm. be able to beat Houston. Not going to be able to beat Boston. He just not that good, not, not a good enough pitcher to do that. Yes, he can help you in the regular season. Although this year it's been a complete right. bust so far, you know. But in the pro season, which the Yankees are playing for, he can't help you with that. So he's right. he's he's worthless as far as the Yankees are concerned. He's he'll get you there, but that's as far as he can do. Sort of like what Buck Showalter's done managing for a couple of teams. Think about it, the Orioles, Diamondbacks, even the Yankees. He got you there, but then they needed another guy to get over the hump. You know, Diamondbacks had the Yankees mm-hmm. had to hire Tory to get over that hump. Diamondbacks had to hire uh, I can see the guy's face, but I can't uh, get his name. Uh, they had to hire him to get over that hump. You know, the Orioles can't get over anybody's hump. So uh, I say thing would happen. He can get you there, but he's not good enough to win, to beat the really really good teams. He can beat the the so so ones. Although this year he's mm-hmm. having trouble with that. So I wasn't a big fan of that signing. No, uh, I just think he's not a guy I'm thrilled about. He's number three, number four starter. Yay. I thought the Yankees could have gone with some of the young players to do that. That being said, there wasn't a lot out there either. Uh, so Bumgartner, yeah, he may be slightly better than that, but he's not He's not Bumgartner anymore. He's not. He's not that pitcher anymore. Too many injuries, too, many, too much mileage on that arm, and it's going to cost you a small fortune to pry him away. It'll devastate the, the, the farm system here. So no, I don't want Bumgartner. You know, uh, no, thank you. He's not, if he was the ace, he was a couple of years back before he, you know, before the injury, before he uh, broke his hand trying to feel the ball, before he flipped over uh, what his four wheel or whatever he did there. Different story. <laughs> right. But he's he's not mm-hmm. that guy anymore. He's just not that guy. Keiko, you know, he had a couple of magical seasons, but he's not that guy. You know, you're, in my mind, Gonzalez is probably equal to Keiko or a step or two behind. You know, where you mm-hmm. already, already got him for $3 million. Why? What are you worried about? But I ask the question again. Who are you taking out of the lineup? You're not going to take CeCe Sabathia out of the lineup, right? You're not right. going to take Hap. You're going to make his debut Paxton. today, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take Tanaka. So the only person you could take out is Domingo Germán, who's actually pitching well. He is, yes. I mean, Absolutely. the worst Yankee pitcher right now is J.A. Hap. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see what CeCe does today. I have, my, I have doubts about him as well. So the Yankees are in a hole. They're, they're in a truckload of trouble here. They got 12 guys on the I.L. I understand. You know, we're, we're counting guys like uh, Jacoby Ellsbury there, Jordan Montgomery. So, hey, you only have 10. Ben, he- ben Heller. Yeah. <laughs> ben Heller, right. No, those guys weren't yeah. going to help this team anyway this season. All right. But right. still, five-ninths of a lineup. 
of your starting lineup is on the deal, is on the IL. Now I'm talking with a friend of mine last night, uh, not someone in the industry, just a Yankee fan, and he he makes a valid point. That's not the problem though. The problem for the Yankees has been the bullpen has sucked. I mean, it's been nowhere near what we expected it to be. I mean, nowhere near. Complete 180. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Chad Green can't get anybody out. Boone keeps trusting Jonathan Holder, who really hasn't been good since the last two months of last season. He was very good for four months. Then he started to show that you know he's Jonathan Holder, not a not an some kind of ace reliever. And this year he's been hor- horrific. All right, everyone's been bad. Uh, Britain's been bad. Chad, like I said, mm-hmm. Chad Green, Holder, bad, bad. All right, oh, the only person you could rely on that bullpen right now seems to be Ottavino. Other than that, everyone else has been terrible. And Happer hasn't been a good starter. But other than that, the Yankee problems have been fundamentals again. Can't catch the ball. Don't run the bases correctly. You make so many errors that, you know, a little leaguer shouldn't make. You know, and that's that's the problem with the Yankees. It really hasn't been the starting pitching other than Happ last night who was, was terrible. It's been the bullpen and fundamentals. And that's really not mm-hmm. on the players who are hurt. Only Dylan Batons would, help, would add to that bullpen. And, yes, he would certainly help it. But – one player, one injury in your bullpen shouldn't devastate the entire bullpen, not when you have all-stars there. All these guys mm-hmm. who suppose they're great. And also, because Batantis is out, now they can't pitch. You know, the fundamentals has nothing to do with injuries. I don't care if everybody's hurt. Your basic fundamentals are your basic fundamentals. And, but the Yankees have been horrific at fundamentals for years. I mean, years. You, know, you, go, you go back to the Tory, they weren't very good at that. You know, they don't, they don't do the little things they never have. They've beaten teams because they're better than teams, not because they play mm-hmm. better than teams. And the problem now with all these injuries, now they do need to play better, and they're not. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I mean, just in regards to uh, Hap, I mean, obviously you can't be thrilled with what he's doing, but I think when the Yankees ended up signing him, uh, they just basically expected him to be uh, an innings eater, you know, maybe a, a solid uh, you know, third starter until they can make a uh, tr- make a trade. Uh, you know, down the line as the uh, you know, the uh, trade deadline approached. But uh, in terms of uh, you know the injuries, I mean, now we're hearing uh, Miguel Andahar uh, might be out a little longer than expected. The surgery isn't out of the of the question when it comes to him. But just in general, uh, you brought up some good points in terms of the bullpen fundamentals. Uh, another thing as well is obviously the team, the way that the team is built, and. Uh, d- Basically, uh, you had mentioned uh, over time, uh, very right-handed oriented. Uh, they really rely on the home run uh, to win games, and, and that helps when you have uh, Giancarlo uh, Stanton in, in the lineup as well. And look, they're missing big cogs like Aaron Hicks, and uh, you know, Didi's going to be out for a while. But we knew that uh, the injury to Andahar it was a, a, an unfortunate surprise. But uh, I mean, at one point, I think last weekend, didn't they? Score uh, eighteen of their runs in a eighteen of their runs in a row were scored uh, on the heels of a home run. So I mean, they're you know, and, and and when it comes down to to playoffs and you're playing teams with that have the better pitching staffs, you know, the, you're swinging for the fences all the time. You leave yourself uh, vulnerable sometimes. Well, the Yankees are designed to bludgeon people. You know, to hit all those home runs. So when you got, you know, you got those guys who are they're out. The Game of Thrones of, of, of baseball, right? They, they really are. I mean, they did, that's, a, that's what they're designed to do. They're not designed to do mm-hmm. little things. So, you know, hit and run. You know, they, they run around second, nobody out to bounce the ball to second base and get them over. They're not designed to do that. You know, they're not. Now, you mm-hmm. said Andahar is going to be out longer than expected. Have you heard something new? I mean, all the reports um, are actually I was watching- good on him. Yeah, well, Michael Kay mentioned that yesterday. I was watching uh, him before I went out, and he had said that uh, Andahar had uh, 
not ruled out the fact that he might have uh, surgery. So, I mean, uh, I guess, you know, if you've heard different, I'm happy to, uh, <laughs> to take your take on it. But uh, well, uh, does, I mean, Kay is sort of talking that, that, about that's old news. I mean, we know Andohar hasn't ruled out surgery. He said it he's yesterday, throwing. though, but he's close to the team. But we'll see. He's, he's repeating I hope you're old right. News. No, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's repeating old news there. Uh, he's not wrong. Come on, Mike, get with it. Well, he's, he's like not wrong. Surgery has not been mm-hmm. ruled out, but he's progressing, where I think he's going mm-hmm. to at least give it a try. Now, it's, it's anyone's guess. I mean, you could throw, make overthrows during practice you want until you get to a game situation with the adrenaline. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see how it works out. But he's going to at least try to see if he can throw. Uh, if you want me to handicap on this working out for the Yankees, yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath. You know, I, I do mm-hmm. think he might have to undergo surgery eventually. But uh, his pre- he is progressing. Uh, where I think they're going to give it a shot. I think probably by the end of the month, you know, maybe early mm-hmm. May, he'll be in the lineup and they'll see what happens. If he can make the throws, great. If he can't, oh, well, he's gone for the season. You know, he'll have to undergo right. shoulder, shoulder surgery and he won't be back. Uh, and that's, uh, that's problematic, right? Uh, certainly not good. But the, uh, I'd say the, so, yeah. <laughs> the problem with the Yankees is they could, they could survive any one or two injuries. It's the fact that it's 10. You know, or mm-hmm. you, just, you just point out before it's nine. You know, no Ellsbury, Heller, and uh, Montgomery. Nobody was counting on them anyway. So it's really nine guys that you'll, uh, you've lost here. But no team survives that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, the Yankees, even with their payroll, they don't survive it. Uh, you know, and let's face it, Boone, probably not the guy you want to manage the ship under these circumstances. You know, he makes a lot of questionable decisions here. He keeps relying on mm-hmm. the same guys over and over again. And... Uh, you know, he keeps going back to Holder, which you know is not going, going to work. Chad, obviously they're struggling. Find low leverage situations for them to work it out. Because right now, you keep putting him with the close games, you keep losing these games. Uh, and it's going to be tough because Tampa Bay is not losing. I mean, the Yankees are already, what, six games behind Tampa Bay? Something silly like that? You know, you, you're catching a break right now that Boston's losing too. So, uh, you know, that's sort of all right. But, you know, you fall behind 10 games against Tampa Bay, that, that's not going to be easy. They're not a, this, is, this is a 90-win team from last year. Good luck making that mm-hmm. up, even, when to, even if and when you get healthy. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay, 11-3, and three, uh, five-and-a-half uh, game lead, I believe, at least according to uh, what I'm seeing, five-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees, six over Baltimore and six over Boston. And, uh, the, the, man, Tampa, when you look at what they've done, uh, one of the more, you know, just – just in general, one of the more innovative teams in, in, in baseball when you go back to them really uh, using the extreme defensive uh, matchups, uh, now using the, the opener. And uh, they ended up beating the uh, Blue Jays 11-7 to uh, last night. Uh, when you look at uh, the trades that they've made, the, uh, the trade with Pittsburgh that brought uh, Austin Meadows, who was 3-5 last night with a couple of uh, RBIs, He's, uh, Batting 367 on the season, uh, hit a whole. Uh, I believe it was was it one or two home runs last night, George? Two, 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 two. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and you know, from top to bottom, this is a decent lineup that they they have. Tommy Pham, uh, Yandy Diaz, uh, Brandon Lowe, uh, two for five last night, uh, four RBIs, home run as well. Uh, and uh, the utilization of that opener in the uh, uh, with their pitching staff, man, uh, 90 wins again is, is a possibility. I mean, my, my only worry about Tampa Bay would be this. You know, what what happens when they have injuries? You know, they don't have the depth of the Yankees. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to have the Clint Frazier's, the guys they throw in there. They're still decent major leaguers here. You know, so that would be my issue. And, and they will have injuries. Every team goes to it. Not to what the Yankees have. I'm not saying they're going to have nine, ten guys on the IL, but they'll have three, four. And how will they survive mm-hmm. that? That trade with Pittsburgh is cool. 
that that might be a killer for Tampa. I mean, a real mm-hmm. great trade. They got not only lost the Meadows, they got uh, Glass now as well. I mean, my yeah, God. yeah. That trade is looking out to be a huge win for the Rays. Yeah, we were talking about Glasnow uh, with Blewett uh, earlier in the show, and uh, he's really fueling his fantasy team uh, uh, with what he's been doing. And uh, potential uh, dual aces there with uh, Blake Snell. But yeah, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down uh, the uh, night that was in fantasy baseball, and we'll look forward uh, to uh, what's going to be happening today. The lineup's coming in uh, shortly for Saturday's action. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galena and George Kurtz. And with Major League Baseball season in full swing, it's time to swing for the fences. Playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the 8th Daily Roto FanDuel or DraftKings $1 million tournament winner, or become one of the countless number of people who've won a gaudy pile of Benjamins using Daily Roto's lineup optimizers. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, Weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of the lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, so uh, let's continue looking around the league, uh, George. And uh, Indians are an interesting team. Uh, they were beaten by the Royals last night, eight to one. Uh, Indians uh, eight and five. Uh, Royals three and ten. Uh, Whit Merrifield, uh, his 31-game hitting streak uh, was ended the other night, but uh, picked up right. Basically, it looks like he wants to start a new one. Three for five last night uh, with uh, two runs scored. Uh, Mondesi, one for five with a run batted in. Alex Gordon, four for five, three runs batted in. Uh, batting 390 on the season with a 1.223 OPS. Uh, here and there, you're hearing whispers of uh, Alex Gordon being kind of like a, a guy that uh, fantasy baseball players are picking up off the waiver wire. What do you think about Alex Gordon? Just basically a hot streak, or uh, you know, is he worth uh, an ad and just basically kind of like a, a ride him while he's hot kind of guy in a league, eh, you know, a deeper league, 12 plus uh, teamer, where you're starting five uh, outfielders. 
Yeah, I really don't think about Alex Gordon at all. No. Uh, that being no. said, if you want to, <laughs> you want to give him a shot because he's the hot guy. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. We do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We grab guy. I mean, uh, listen, if your fab is on Sunday, I'm not spending more than a dollar. Two at the mm-hmm. very most, if you're, you know, if you're desperate here. I don't mind that. You're riding for a week, two weeks, so the hot streak is ends, then you send him back to the, uh, send him back to the pit. Because that's really what he is. He's not going to have a great season all of a sudden, right? He's hot. Mm-hmm. We we get lots of these guys all the time. Alex Gordon has some names. He's not going to be like he's... the new Nick Barcakis. Remember last year, uh, the Nick Barcakis all of a sudden, uh, you know, kind of came into his own. No, no, I don't see that happening okay. here. Like I said, uh, right. I'm not going over the moon for uh, Alex Gordon. All right, that's fair. Uh, Indians, uh, like I said, eight and five. But they do uh, have some issues. Uh, Carlos uh, Carrasco last night uh, pitched two-thirds of an inning, was charged with uh, six earned runs, uh, has a a season-long ERA of 12.6. What are your thoughts on Carlos Carrasco? Shocked he got lit up last night, right? This is now a Royal start. One good start, mm-hmm. one bad start. So that, that's concerning. So we've been a little inconsistent. I mean, his last start, I think he only went five, six innings, but he had 12 strikeouts. Right? So it looked like he turned yep, it around. He figured things out. Right? Again, yeah, mm-hmm. and it is the Blue Jays. I get it. But it's not like the Kansas City Royals are all the greatest hitting team either. So uh, annoyed last night that he, uh, this happened. You know, definitely annoyed mm-hmm. here. Listen, uh, I'll just choke up to one bad game here. But uh, I'll admit, it's on my radar now that, hey, better watch this guy a little closer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this uh, uh, poor start comes on the heels of uh, some bad news that the Indians received. Uh, he was cruising. Uh, Mike Clevenger was cruising along uh, last Sunday, had uh, 10 strikeouts and in five innings pitched, uh, came out of the game with uh, some upper back tightness. Never listen to what a pitcher uh, or a player is going to say about their own uh, injuries because he said, hey, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm not going to miss a start. I'll be all right. All of a sudden, the Indians shut him down uh, six to eight weeks. Uh, and that's according to uh, is it Terry Francona, their manager, saying that, that that's before we even look at him picking up a ball. I mean, worst case scenario is back surgery. So, I mean, they are deep uh, on paper. Uh, at the uh, starting pos- uh, pitching position, uh, Shane Bieber uh, pitched uh, seven shutout innings against the Tigers the other night. Uh, uh, Indians had the second best ERA in baseball uh, as of Friday, but uh, uh, obviously concerning if Carrasco can't fix what's ailing him on the field, and hopefully it's not uh, an underlying injury. But uh, the news to Clevenger kind of devastating, and it's devastating to, uh, one of my teams too because I was I was counting on him too. And he's got such a such a great start, George. Uh, overall, yeah, I don't uh, I don't believe I have Clevenger in any league. I could have him in a best ball league. I don't check those leagues. There's nothing you can do, right? So I, mm-hmm. I just let him go. Or maybe once a month I'll check yeah, the yeah. standings there. But uh, mm-hmm. in my any of my uh, weekly or daily leagues, I don't have him. So uh, luckily, and I want him. I wasn't avoiding him, by the way. He's you know over leagues. I mean, he's just going before I could get him. Uh, he's a very good mm-hmm. pitch. That was a that's a devastating injury, and it was a surprise. Because that's one way you thought, all right, him as a starter, too, no big deal. And boom, you know, he's out for uh, two months. We didn't see that coming. So uh, mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, what are you going to do? The Indians, yeah, they'll be okay. They are deep. Kluber, Carrasco, when he figures it out. Bieber's pitched very well. Uh, Trevor Bauer. So they'll figure it out. But still, uh, not, not good. Not good mm-hmm. uh, to lose. Somebody, especially for a team that's not hitting. And they're not going to hit. 
Now, I don't mm. – uh, Jose Ramirez, slow start. Francisco Lindor, maybe he's back by the end of the month, early May. Uh, early May. You know, still waiting for him. That'll help. But still, this team is not going to be uh, an offensive powerhouse here. They need that pitching. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, the Cleveland Indians team batting because they're – Pitching overall numbers, they're, they're, they're good. And like I said, they have a deep uh, starting rotation. But uh, uh, batting average, 193. OBP, 286. Slugging, 319. OPS, 605. Those are team numbers uh, for the Indians. Uh, it's a shock that they're 8-5. Uh, they're and five. Uh, But uh, you mentioned uh, Francisco Lindor. Uh, You know, he had that uh, right calf strain, that heel. Now he's working on uh, uh, rehabbing that sprained ankle. Looks like maybe by the end of the month he'll he'll be back. But Jose Ramirez, right? I mean, he is slumping uh, big time. Uh, Going into yesterday's action, 136 uh, batting average, zero home runs. And that's after uh, last season he had a a really downturn in the second half. Uh, Batted 218 in the second half with... uh, uh, 366 on base percentage, which is good, but the slugging percentage uh, was 427 compared to his first uh, half, uh, 628. Uh, any concerns over Jose Ramirez, uh, given the fact that he really slowed down at the end of last season? Some concerns. I mean, if this, you called it a slump. If this slump had happened in July, we wouldn't care, right? We'd be annoyed. Right. Oh, he's still not hitting, but you'd be fine. So the mm-hmm. fact that it's in uh, op- from opening day on, all right, that uh, that makes us worry a little bit more because you know, oh, what, what, is, maybe he's done. You know, maybe is he having a problem? Is there an injury we don't know about? Is he just uh, was it his couple of magical years? And, and you're looking for any kind of excuse you could find as to why things aren't working out. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, right. I think he'll be okay. You know, is he going to return third overall pick value? And that's where he was going in every league. Third overall pick. Trout, Betts, Ramirez. That's what it was. Is he going to return that value? Yeah, I have some doubts about that. You know, I do. That mm-hmm. maybe uh, that we were overrating him some there. That being said, what are you going to do for your fantasy owner? Obviously, you're not releasing him. You're not trading him because you're not going to take 80 cents on the dollar. What are you going to do? Bench him? You know, I could see you benching him for a week. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you don't have, if you have somebody else decent on your uh on your roster, you want to plug him in for a week, see if Ramirez, you know, if that wakes him up. Because, you know, we all believe benching our fantasy players will wake them up. Uh, <laughs> I could see that, sure. But odds are you're going to have to ride it out. You're just going to have to ride it out. There's not much else you can do. So I think, I think right now we're eating it. Yeah, that's basically all you could do. I, I agree with you. Uh, and benching him, I mean, maybe I'd consider benching him in a league where uh, – yeah, have daily moves, you know, and maybe if he has a particularly t- it's crazy to even mention this that, yeah, as a first well, round daily pick, moves. That's, it, a, that's an easy yeah. a daily line. Yeah, is an yeah. easy bench. Right, you can sit him yeah. for a game or two. Week, week line is a tougher choice where you got to sit him for That'll five, teach him, five six or seven games. It will you sit him. That's that'll a, we, teach him, George. We all do that. Come <laughs> on, man. Uh, I know I've done it. I'm going to bench this guy. Teach him a lesson. You know, yeah, that's how, that's how it works. Like, he'll, like, like Ramirez knows that uh, George Kurtz benched him in his fantasy lineup. Yeah, sure. That'll wake him up. <laughs> uh, Mets uh, beat the Braves six to two last night. Uh, Zach Wheeler, uh, much needed uh, top start or a good start. Finally, really started the season poorly. Six innings pitched, gave up two runs, eight strikeouts, uh, walked three, uh, brought down his ERA to seven point four seven. What do you think about the Mets uh, giving uh, Pete Alonso, who's been uh, red hot, a scheduled day off uh, this early in the season? What do you think about teams that do that? I don't like it. 
And the Mets have done this with all their players, by the way, not just Alonzo. Mm-hmm. McNeil, McNeil had a four-hit day, got the next day off. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mickey Callaway said, oh, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, staying hot. Bull. Bull crap. You know, players mm-hmm. are feeling it. We all know home run hitters are streaky. We've seen that over and over again. Where they, uh, Once they start hitting one, they'll hit them over and over and over again. So that's bull crap. You know, guy's hot. I'm not sitting him. I sit players for two right, reasons. I- one is because they're cold, right? They're, you know, whatever, one for 17, all right, he may need a break, may need a, a day. Two, I guess three reasons. Two, all right, you know, <laughs> it's a bad, it's just a bad matchup. You know, any left-hander against mm-hmm. Randy Johnson, that's a bad matchup. I might want to give you a day off. I have a right-hander I can put in there. And three for an injury. That's the only time I'm sitting mm-hmm. people. You know, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, oh, this guy, you got to sit this guy one every six, seven days. No, I don't like that. You know, not not at all. Mm-hmm. I let my guys play. That being said, I'm not going to play somebody 160 games. I do believe in you know, giving guys breaks every now and then. But I'm not sitting guys once every six, seven, eight games. I think that's silly. I just think that's silly. Especially the show in the season. Yeah. Right. It's, mm-hmm. there's no, and with, with all the off days, right, April's loaded with off days for teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not like anybody's playing 10, 12, 14, 17, 20 games in a row. That's not what happens yet. You'll see that later in the season, but not now. I just don't think there's any mm-hmm. reason for it. That being said, what's going to happen when Todd Frazier returns, which looks like that could be any day, and Jed Lowry mm-hmm. returns. You're going to have a lot of guys who should be playing, which means there's going to be more of this crap where they got to sit guys over and over again because don't think that they're not going to play Lowry and they're not going to play Todd Frazier. They are going to play these mm-hmm. guys. You know, and, uh, I think it'll be a mistake for the Mets. I'm starting to like the Mets, and I say that, I say that in two ways. Like them as a team and like them – I'm not the typical Yankee fan who believes I have to hate the Mets. You know, I, I think that's silly. I hate the Mets four times mm-hmm. a year when the Yankees play them. Other than that, I, I'm worried about fantasy. Everybody uh, getting paid, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got Mets. I got Mets players on my team, so I've never understood the hatred there. As far as why Yankee fans hate the Mets and why Mets hate the Yankees, four times a year, it's all we play each other. And I kind of like the. I like this team. I like the, I like a lot of the players. You know, I like Alonso. I like the big burly guys come swing the bat and hit the ball a mile. I like the fact they've given yeah. Neil a shot, let him play. Because I, I think that's what you should mm-hmm. do. Hard not to like that pitching staff. To Grom, Thor. Okay, you know, Thor has a big mouth, but I like that he says what's on his mind. It's good for us. Right? Mm-hmm. He gives us something to talk mm-hmm. about. Cause he's not afraid. So I like how this team is uh, is constructed. Uh, but that being said, I am curious to see how Callaway is going to try and make everybody happy when really all these guys legitimately should play. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Lowry is good, definitely going to get uh, his share of at-bats. I think the odd man out might be Frazier. Uh, I mean... They'll know, need I mean, one, more than one odd man out. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, so where's, and where's Lowry uh, playing? He's not going to play second base. Yeah. That's Cano. Mm-hmm. Rosario's been great at short. Third base, I think that's where he will play, but he's not really a third baseman. He doesn't have the arm for third. Not, not as a daily third right. baseman. First base, that should be Alonzo. Poor Dominic Smith is having a, finally having a good season. He's screwed out of this. Two for the four Mets last probably night. Need to move yeah. him. He's having a very. Mm-hmm. The Mets just needed to give this guy a kid a chance, uh, but he's uh, mm-hmm. he's going to get screwed. I don't know where his playing time comes from. I mean, listen, it's a good problem to have if you're if you're the Mets because hey, no matter what you do, you have a good player in there. But it's going uh, right. to it's going to piss some people off. Yep. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, Jeff McNeil led off playing third, two for five, uh, two runs uh, batted in. Uh, we have uh, Nemo, Brandon Nemo, starting to come out of it a little bit. Uh, three for four, hit home. a home run last night. Two runs scored, uh, and two RBI. I, I you know, in, in the preseason drafts, I started to warm up to to, to Nemo. Uh, didn't realize he was such a good OBP guy. 
Yeah, uh, Nemo, I, I'm not a big fan of Nemo as a player. I don't like, uh, he mm-hmm. tries to get hit on purpose. You know, with uh, he sticks that elbow out there. And if I'm a pitcher, man, you know, listen, I go back to olden days. You know, if, if I was a pitcher and I'm throwing the ball 95, you're trying to get hit on purpose, here you go. You want one, here it comes. I'll hit you. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that, just the way I, I do have that mentality. I don't, I don't like guys to do, do that at all. Even last year, mm-hmm. I think he got called twice. But they, didn't, they didn't award him first base because mm-hmm. the umpire's called that he was doing it on purpose. I don't like that. I said, to me, that, that's Bush League. Like, to stick your elbow out there. So they're, they're all wearing these guards now. So it doesn't even know, you know, there's no penalty for it. Right, uh, right, right. I said, you, you want to you you get hit? Here it comes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here it comes. Let me know how it feels. You know, so I think I think I said I really think that's Bush League here, but uh, and the Mets have uh, he's been up and down. They were going to move him down in the order they started to hit again, but uh, he is an OVP guy. You get on base, run some, uh, some power. You know, so he's a, he's a nice little player. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Atlanta side, Josh Donaldson two for four. Uh, Albies, what do you think of that contract? That got a, I mean, we have less than two minutes, so uh, he was 0 for 4 last night, batting 302. He took a lot of heat for taking that, that five-year, uh, what was he getting, uh, a seven-year, $35 million contract. That could be nine, could be nine years with uh, another five, another 10 million. 45. So it's pretty yeah, much, yeah. it's right, 945, right. 735, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh yeah. I mean, listen, I don't walk in his shoes. I don't know how badly he needed the money now. You know, maybe he's got family mm-hmm. to take care of. We, we never know what's going on with somebody else. That being said, uh, I mean, the Braves robbed him. If he turns out to be anywhere near a decent player, if he's an average player, he loses money here. If he ends up being an all-star type mm-hmm. player, he gets crushed here. Crushed. I mean, but like I said, we don't know uh, what he needed. Oh, you know, maybe he needed the money now. Maybe you know, he, he couldn't wait, you know, until arbitration where he could get paid. He just, whatever. We don't know what was going on in his personal situation. But as far as the contract mm-hmm. is concerned, yeah, he signed way light, way light. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any doubt about that. But I, I'm not going to get on anybody for doing it. We don't know their situation. You know, any way mm-hmm. you look at it, it's still life-changing money for him, right? He'll be okay. Right. He'll, it's not like he's going to struggle for, for cash. But that being said, yeah, in the end, he may have cost himself, ugh, it wouldn't shock me if he cost himself $100 million. And I wonder, uh, you know, who his representation is, who, who's his agent. Well, we'll it's talk like about. He, uh, we should yeah, talk yeah. about this more after on the next show, by mm-hmm. the way, because there's something I could say about that. That uh, I don't know if the agent okay. pushed this, but it would make sense if he did. All right, we'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Sports today. Stay tuned for Weekend Fantasy yep. Update.